Before we get into the reading of the word, I would love to give honor where honor is due. You're a wonderful pastor, your bishop, his family, and this whole church. You guys have been an absolute wonderful church. I thank you so much for taking, taking me in this summer. I'm so honored to speak before you this Sunday. I'm so honored to be here. I'd also like to give honor to my pastor, Pastor Soto. He is my first Corinthians 11.1. I imitate him as he imitates Christ. But without further ado, I'm going to get out of the way and I'm going to let God do what God wants to do in this place. Ephesians 3, 14 through 20. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is that breadth and length and depth and height. And know, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Can someone say filled? Filled. And now Ephesians 3.20. We all love this verse. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh where? That worketh in us. <clears throat> Somebody say filled. 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 Verse 19 is where I'd get my title. For a few moments I would like to preach on this topic. That I may be filled. That I may be filled. Let us go to the Lord with lifted hands. Jesus, I pray right now, God, that you want to do the supernatural in this place. You want to change some lives. You want to set some captives free. You want to cast out the depression and the anxiety, Heavenly Father. That if there are any thoughts that are not of you, God, I bring them into subjection and of submission under your name. In Jesus' name, God, I bind every spirit that is contrary to the word of God. And I lose faith in this place right now, Jesus. That our eyes can see and our ears can hear what thus saith the Lord. In Jesus' name. Can everybody say in Jesus' name? You may be seated. <clears throat> that I may be filled. Glass half empty or glass half full. This is the age old saying that determines your perspective on life. Are you an optimist or are you a pessimist? Do you see the good in the world? Or do you see the bad in the world, the negative? Are you a glass half empty person or are you a glass half full person? For years, I thought I was a glass half full person. <clears throat> I thought I was a glass half full person. I'm, I'm an optimistic guy. I try to see the best in everybody. I try, try to see the best in every situation. Every scenario, I look for the best. For years, I thought I was a glass half full person. But I've come in this place to shake someone's mindset. I've come in this place to change your thought on it. I've come to say that I don't want any more glass half full mindset, but I want that pressed down, shaken together, and running over mindset. I don't need to be just glass half full when God has so much more in this place for us that I can be more than just half full. I can be filled and overflowing in this place. 
I don't want the half full anymore. How would you feel if you went to Starbucks and ordered a pink drink and only got half of it? I'd be pretty upset. I like my Starbucks drinks. What about McDonald's? What if you went and got a sweet tea from McDonald's and you paid for a large and they only gave you half full? I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want it half. What about this? What if somebody came to your bank account and took half of your money? Well, I'd be pretty upset if I was only getting half. I'd be pretty upset if I was only living to half my potential. I'd be pretty upset if I was living to only half my purpose. I'd be pretty upset if I was only half full of joy, half full of love, half full of peace, half full of kindness. I'd be pretty upset if I was only living in the half. Oh, God, if there's more for me, I want it. I want that to be our prayer in this place. That, God, if there's more for me, I want it. I want it. Oh, I want to live in the pressed down. I want to live in the shaking together. I want to live in the running over and the overflowing. I don't want to live in the half anymore. I want to live in the overflow. Oh, that I may be filled. That I may be filled. But what if I told you it's not enough to be filled, but you gotta be know, you got to know what you're filled with. There's a story that I like to tell. It's called the void of the vase. The void of the vase. You see, a vase, a cup, and a bowl, and almost anything that contains liquids is identified not with what's on the outside, but rather the inside. I have a bottle of water. Bottle of water. Is that soup? in that bowl? Or is that cereal in that bowl? That is a beautiful vase of flowers identified with what's on the inside. What's so unique about the vase is the vase gets more looks than anything though because it's attractive. It's pretty. We can see the colors and the shapes and the patterns. But even the vase is not identified with what's on the outside. Even in all of its beauty, consider the lilies, as Jesus says, in all of its beauty. But if it's empty, it's not fulfilling its purpose. If it's empty, it needs to be filled with something. If there's a void in your life, something has to fill it. And I don't want a $10,000 vase filled with garbage. I don't want something so precious and so valuable like you guys, filled with nothing, filled with garbage. What are you watching? What are you putting before your eyes? What are you listening to? What do you entertain yourself with? What are you filling your time with? See, the eyes and the ears are the portal to the soul. What are you filling yourself with? What are you filling yourself with? Or how about this one? What if we're not filling it with anything? And we're just leaving, leaving it with idle time. 
You see, sometimes we may look apostolic. We may be that pretty vase on the outside. But the question is, are you filled? Oh, God, I want to be filled. Are you fulfilling your purpose? Are you fulfilling your calling? Are you filled? Because I want to tell you something in this place, that God is attracted to the empty. What a lot of people don't understand is that God is attracted to the empty. He sees the emptiness, and he wants to fill it. He made the world from empty. I'm here to tell someone today that if your situation seems hopeless, I'm here to tell somebody that if your situation seems empty, I'm here to tell someone that if you don't think that there's a way out, God created this earth from nothing. That when you say, I don't have a way out of this situation, I've been trapped too long in it, that there's no way I'm getting out of this situation anymore. That nothing is miracle-making material. That in this atmosphere, Jesus sees the empty, and he's going to move. Oh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. And what did God do? The Spirit of God hovered upon the face of the waters, the face of the earth. He saw the empty, and he said, I want to fill it. He said, I see the empty and I'm going to go to it. He said, I see your empty situation and it can't stay that way if you let me get involved. Your emptiness can't remain when Jesus Christ gets involved in your situation. In the Bible, there's a widow and she she doesn't have anything. She barely has two coins to rub together. She's poor. And this is her hope. She said, I have a little oil, a little oil in my vessel. And I'm going to bake a cake and me and my son are going to die. That's the hope of her. But there came a man of God who said, I want you to gather the vessels from your neighbors, as many as you can get. Yea, even the empty vessels. Even the empty vessels. I want you to gather them. And she gathered those vessels together. And she started baking a cake for the prophet, for the man of God. And the oil kept flowing, and it kept flowing, and it kept flowing. And, and I know I didn't have this much oil when I started. Why is the oil still coming out? Why, why am I still able to bake another cake, and another cake, and another cake? And her and her son ate until the drought was over, until they could get more oil. Why? Because nothing is miracle-making material. And in this place, I'm screaming right now, oh, that I may be filled. I want to be filled of the oil. I want to be filled of the joy. I want to be filled of the love, of the peace. Yes, I want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. That I may be filled. Thank you. In Jesus' name, I don't want to be empty. I don't want to remain empty. I don't want to stay empty. And right now, I feel such a nudging in my spirit. I feel such a, such a nudging in the Holy Ghost right now that I want to speak to the chairs. I want to speak to the empty chairs. 
We all got an empty chair in front of us, behind us, around us, beside us. I want to speak to the empty chairs right now. Can you imagine what the chairs are saying in the Holy Ghost? Can you hear it? Can you hear it? I hear the chairs saying, oh, that I may be filled, that I may be filled, that I may be filled. This church building is saying the same thing. Oh, that I may be filled, that I may be filled, that I may be filled. When I said that, I know a couple people came to your mind. I know a couple souls came to your mind. Oh, maybe they used to be in this seat. Maybe they used to sit next to you. Maybe they used to come to church with you. Maybe you haven't witnessed to them yet, but you visioned that they're going to be here one day. Maybe you haven't witnessed to your neighbor yet, but you know that one day they're going to be here. Or how about this? Maybe you got a vision of someone standing right here, being prayed for and receiving the Holy Ghost. Or maybe you got a vision of a loved one coming to church and raising their hands. Or maybe getting baptized in Jesus' name. Oh, can you hear it right now? I hear the chairs crying out that I may be filled, that I may be filled. Why don't you raise your hands right now and pray for the person you thought of? Oh, Jesus, right now, I pray for my family. I pray that they're going to be sitting in these chairs one day. I pray that, God, you're going to fill them too. God, I pray you're going to wash them clean right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, oh, I can hear the cry of the chairs. I can hear a cry from this building. Let it be your cry today. Oh, that I may be filled. That I may be filled. That I may be filled. God, I want you to fill it. I feel the leading to pray for a prodigal right now. I feel the leading to pray for someone who was sitting in these chairs but isn't anymore. Oh, Jesus, right now, high time, I call them all. I call them all to come back, Jesus. I call them all to come back. Oh, that I may be filled. In Jesus' name, it's time to come home. Whether there's a prodigal watching the live stream or not, I'm saying it's time to come home. Whether I spoke to a prodigal or I spoke to the situation. Whether I spoke directly to someone or I spoke in the spirit. I know that there's going to be prodigals flooding those doors waiting to come back. I know that we all have loved ones who are waiting to come back. And these chairs are crying that I may be filled. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. God sees the hopeless situations. He sees the situations that seem empty. I'm here as a living testimony. I'm here. I'm, I may look like I have it all together today. But you should have seen me five years ago. My dad can witness to this one. You should have seen me five years ago. Hopeless situations. I had things going all right. I had it under control. I could take care of it. I could do it. I was doing a good job keeping everything under the surface. But when it bottled up, and I took a good long hard look in the mirror, and I saw hopelessness staring me back 
I saw an empty situation staring me back. I know what it's like to not know where you're going to go next. I know what it's like when you don't have another step. You don't know what you're doing. I know what it's like to be on the verge of the breaking point, just wishing that it will all be over. I know what it's like with the scars on the wrist. I know what it's like to be so scared of confrontation and walking up to what's next, what's next, because I know what it's going to be like. I know what it's like walking to that door knowing a loved one's passed away. I know what it's like walking in there and not knowing what your next situation's going to be. I know what it is being so petrified of seeing people because you're so overwhelmed with the situation you've just been in. I know what it's like to have a hopeless situation. But I know what it's like to be filled. I know what it's like that when four and a half years ago I came through the church doors and I stood at an altar and I raised my hands and the brothers came and they prayed for me. I know what it's like to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I know what it's like to go down in the waters of baptism and situations change. I pray all the time, God, if you don't change my situation, change my perspective. And God taught me how to live. God taught me how to breathe again. God taught me how to face tomorrow when I didn't want to face tomorrow. God taught me what to do when I was so scared of the inevitable. I can't just hear the cries of the seats right now. I can hear the cries of the souls saying that I may be filled, that I may be filled, that I may be filled, that I may be filled. You know, I sat there five years ago saying, I can't be filled. I'm too broken. I'm too beat up. I'm too hurt. I can't get out of this situation. I can't make it. God, if you fill me up, you're just going to leave again. Where are my friends from high school? Where are the people when I need them the most? Where are you when I'm down on my knees saying, God, I can't get through this anymore? That still small voice whispers. I've never left you nor forsaken you. I'm still with you. From the end to the beginning, I see your situation. Consider the sparrows. How much more do I care about you? God is saying in this place, you may think you're too broken, but I don't think you're too broken. God is saying right now, you might think that you can't hold it, but I can hold it. God is saying in this place, it doesn't matter what you've been through because I see your situation and I want to help you. Oh, that I may be filled. That I may be filled. There's, there's a game we like to play. It's called Bucket Brigade. You drill a bunch of holes near the bottom of a bucket, and you dip it in 
a big tub of water and you have to run it over and pour it out on this side. But because of the holes in there, the water all flows away. And there's some people in here right now that are thinking to themselves, how am that bucket being passed forward and backward? That I've got too many holes. That, that there's just water just leaking out of me. That there's just virtue leaking out of me. That there's just joy leaking out of me. And I can't make it to the end destination. I can't make it to the next way. I can't be there. I can't do it. I can't make it. I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of the hurt. I'm so sick of the thoughts that I can't bring captive. I'm so sick of the mindset that I've been stuck in my whole life. I'm so sick of feeling like I'm in a prison of my own flesh. But God's saying, I can fill you, and I can repair you, and I can fix you. That I see something greater in you. That God is saying right now, it doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter your situation or your circumstance. It doesn't matter that you feel so empty. I know my power. I know my virtue. And I want to fill you. Oh, let the cry be that I may be filled. Jeremiah 2.13 puts this perfectly into perspective. For my people have committed two evils. One, they have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. And number two, have hewed them out, cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. How many times have I done both of those? How many times have I done just one of those? Too many times. Too many times. But I want to tell you something in this place. That you don't need to worry about being filled when you're submerged. It doesn't matter about the holes anymore when you're submerged. It doesn't matter about what you've been through anymore when you're submerged. It doesn't matter about the thoughts that you've had or the hurt that you've gone through or the brokenness that you feel because you're submerged. Oh, I know. I can feel it right now in the Holy Ghost that there's someone in here saying, but you don't know what I've been through. I don't need to know what you've been through because he knows what you've been through. I don't need to know your hurt because he knows your hurt. I don't need to know your circumstance or your situation or your thoughts or your mindset or anything else that you've been through because he does. I'm a quick-winded preacher. You can all rise to your feet. Musicians can come as well. Just let the Lord speak to you. I know he's given you some unctions in this place. He's given you some direction in this place. You've been feeling what I'm saying. My prayer right now is that we don't brush this off at altar call and go home and forget all about it. My prayer is that we remember this. And we take this to heart. Oh, that I may be filled. That I may be filled. That I may be filled. These altars are open right now for anyone to come 
that says that I may be filled. And if you feel like you're coming up here alone, I want to remind you of a couple things. Number one, Jesus is with you. Number two, the heavenly hosts are with you. And number three, if I've preached to anybody the loudest, I've preached to myself. So don't feel alone coming up to, up to these altars because I know that I must be filled. That I may be filled. I got to be filled. I got to be filled. God, I got to be filled. Jesus, I want to feel your joy again. I want to feel your heart again. I want to feel you again, Jesus. Jesus.